welcome, welcome. It's Chelsea. Hi, hi, hi. hi. Charles is here. Hello. <laughs> hi. All right, everyone. Good night. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for bedtime. Yes. There was so much, so much to watch. So many weird, random, fun things happened. Well, it's because we had a pay per view this week. We actually had a proper fucking uh, impact pay per view, like as, one they talked about. Yeah, as opposed to one where it's like, oh, by the way, there's a pay per view tomorrow. Be sure to watch it. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> which is the thing that seems to happen every other week. I couldn't believe that they had like a fucking one pay per view and then a pay per view the next week. Yeah. And they were talking about the, like, new commentators on this pay-per-view were, like, talking all about, like, you're watching the best wrestling right here on this, on Impact, whatever it's called, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I was like, you just had one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, we're, uh, we are uh, Charles D. Lincoln and Chelsea Lassage of... Uh, it's Lassage, it's Lassage. <laughs> of uh, <laughs> CL Squared Productions. Uh, we yes. are two filmmaker wrestling, we're, we're filmmakers, we are not wrestling, you know, we're not making films about us liking wrestling, but we're, we're wrestling fans who Maybe also have someday. me filmmakers. I don't think yes. we'll do that. <laughs> um, I mean, if we somehow, like, involve some, like, horror component where someone winds up, like, I don't know, doing something crazy, maybe. Well, maybe if Lucha Underground or Impact hire us. I don't know if Impact would hire us, as I said. They'd, they'd, well, no, the whole thing would be fake. Yeah, they'd pay us in, like, fucking, you know, uh, couch lint. And, like... And couch lint. Couch lint and a yes. pack of fucking chewing tobacco or some shit. I'm like, I'm almost here for it, for the experience. <laughs> yeah. But, um, uh, you know, uh, we're here to cover uh, NXT, NXT UK, uh, Raw, SmackDown, and Impact. And we will be covering also Genesis and uh, Hard to Kill. Um, yes. In this uh, thing uh, we call a podcast. <laughs> so. <laughs> this is a podcast. Yes. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, with um, NXT with Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae. Yes, I mean, like Shotzi's entrance is, of course, the most incredible thing in the world. Just because, like, I just, I, just the whole tank, the whole everything, her howling. I'm just all about. I'm just all about all of it. And the one thing I'm deciding that I don't like about um, the whole The Way intro Mm -hmm. is when it's just a couple of them coming out. Like, I got excited that Johnny and Austin were going to be there just because I love the whole dynamic when they're all there as a family. Yeah. Um, I I, But the way they kind of saved it was by saying, representing The Way. Yeah. You know, that type of thing. But um, so Candice is there with Indy. And I love how when she goes up on the ropes in her intro, she, like, tosses Shotzi's helmet. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fucked up. It was so fucked up. Yeah. So- um, go ahead. Go on. Go on. No, no. So it's, like, they're face-to-face. Shotzi just, like, takes her down. And then Shotzi winds up somehow stuck in the rope and um, just doesn't wind up letting Candace do this um, neck breaker move. I'm just like, I'm, we're, we've been gearing up for this for quite a long time. So I'm really excited to see this. Um, Shotzi winds up at the top rope and um, wow, my, none of my notes make any sense. I turned off, I took notes on this on my phone and on my phone, I turned off autocorrect uh-huh. and I should fix that. Cause it says S sh- 
It says Shih Tzu stuck rope doesn't <laughs> let see Beckbreaker. Oh God! Shih Tzu, Shih Tzu top rope Hugh Hugh Jackman crossbody. That <laughs> that that sounds like like someone had like a, a an English translator and they just fucking like it broke or something. Um, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, I guess we can start with the fact. Uh, so, Candice, uh, I guess while well, you're trying to translate your own uh, notes, um, you know, Shotzi. Uh, well, um, let's see. So you we got to the ropes there. Yeah, see, it's hard, but I I don't know what your notes said to see where we are in the match. Um, <laughs> I will say Shotzi has some really nice submissions. Like I love her little bridge submission thing that she does. That was really cool. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, so from there, they're fighting on the outside. Uh, Candace tries to do that thing on the stairs where she flipped Shotzi in the Battle Royal, which I thought was a really cool callback. Um, yeah, it was. A, I, I noticed it was a callback. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then Shotzi counters it, and Indy, uh, has, but Indy then is with a distraction. Candace um, is in control now as we go to commercial. So when we come back, Shotzi's in charge, and um, Shotzi does her senton, which is one of my absolute fa- I love that move. Like, yeah. where she has the person on the ropes and she just fucking belly flop, like, you know, fucking flips in the air and hits you with her back. Like, yeah. I love no, that move. She's amazing. Yeah. I mean, we love everything that she does. Let's yeah. Be well, I don't like when she does a coffin drop just because I think it's a dumb move and no one should do it. But uh, but she hasn't done that in a while. I haven't seen that in a long time. Yeah, but uh, it's, it's a move. I don't like it when she does it and I don't like when Darby Allen does it because I think it's just the unsafest move ever. Um. But uh, I guess because it just it goes the opposite way of how I was taught to fall in, in, uh, in martial arts. Yeah, like in state, my stage combat training, it's it, everything about this is like, no, don't do that. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a DDT by Shotzi on the apron. Indy goes to check on Candace and Chachi does a dive that takes them both out, which I thought was really cool. That was awesome. Yeah. Candace turns it around by dropkicking Shotzi into the turnbuckle. Candace goes for the Gargano escape and now Shotzi with a second DDT. I realized, and at that point I realized I'm old enough to remember when one DDT would end a match. And it used to be like, Jake Roberts used to have a DDT, and it was like this, if he did it, the match was over. And it's yeah. just funny to see how everyone does a DDT now as like a transition move. Uh, yeah, that's really interesting to when, notice. When back in the 80s, one DDT would end the match. So. Wow. Yeah, and nobody kicked out from it. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Indy would uh, Indy distracts uh, Shotzi, and Candice runs up, does a spinning neckbreaker from the second turnbuckle for the win, which is a really cool move. Um, yeah, it was a really cool move. I was like, whoa! Yeah. So now we go to um, Raquel Gonzalez. And she, yeah, I missed that. I must have missed that. Yep. <laughs> uh, she's, see, this is why you, ha- you, you have to uh, try to... Yeah, I mean, you just have to basically just try to watch as much of it as you can. And, yes, and try to go I through did. that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Raquel talks about how a year ago Rhea was dominating the women's division, and then she says her bright shining future hit a brick wall. And I, in my head, I'm like, yeah, her name was Charlotte, but I think she's trying to say <laughs> she's trying to say that it's herself. Um, and she says now she's looking at Io Shirai because after next week, there's a new baddest bitch in town. Fun. Yeah. So, uh, do you Super have the sh- do you have the Shotzi promo? Um, yeah, where she's not gonna like whine about her loss and stuff like that. Yeah, 
Um, and, you know, there's the first ever women's Dusty Cup is coming up. And she really just needs a ride or die. Um, someone that she's that she can trust and someone that she went to war with. So Ember Moon shows up. And I, get, I just, like, get really excited about it. Um, and they want to be the first Dusty Cup women's winners. And say team, what was it, like CB? Is that what they said? Uh, I don't know. But well, she howls and it's so cute. Yeah. I, although I will say I didn't realize how short Ember is. because Sha- Really? I knew. Shotzi can look forward and not see Ember. And I don't think of Shotzi as tall. No, I think of Shotzi as like 5'6", but I don't know. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. I, I was like, oh my god, how short is Ember actually? That, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so they have a promo for the Women's Dusty Cup. They announced four teams from it. It, this also made me really excited, too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Uh, Casey Squared is in it. Um, Mercedes yeah. Martinez and Tony Storm. They didn't announce that, right? Yeah, they did. W- yes, they did. You're right. You're jogging my memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Shotzi, Blackheart, and Ember Moon. And hopefully there'll be 12 more teams. Um, right. And it, gets in, and it begins next week. Um, so now we have a promo from Scarlet. Yes, and, and yeah, go on. This is her incantation. Well, I think she's speaking in Croatian again. Well, yes, but did we miss the Zayali promo? Mm-mm. There's like a quick promo about her, and it goes back to all of her uh, like the abuse and the training and everything that she went to, and then it went to her last match. Yeah, and but it wasn't like it, anything new. It was just like a kind right, of right. It was yeah. nothing new, but yeah. I was like, oh, it's furthering. All right, we're gonna see Zayali tonight. But yeah, so we go to Scarlet, and she's. I think it's actually it's actually like a tarot card reading. Yeah, which I don't really know very much about. Um, but. But so she translates some of it into English, saying like, "We cl- what I'm." We cleared the land of the wrong. holy man, the, which I love. That's what I thought about we clear the land beating of the Damien holy Priest. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I just and then we danced to the tune of the prince. Did I get that too? I, I didn't get all of it. Yeah, I think she. Well, obviously, they're talking about Finn Balor there. Yes, you know. but I like how there was, like, the shot of Damian Priest, then Karrion Cross, and then Finn Balor, and I yeah. was like, oh, fuck, and it was also really well shot, and it was, like, a really cool atmosphere with the mist, and I like the, the like, totem pole of the skulls that were doing the, like, see no evil, hear no evil, speak yeah. no evil thing, that was cute. Well, Charlotte yeah. and, uh, not Charlotte, uh, Scarlet and, uh, boy, if Scarlet and Charlotte ever actually fight each other, that's gonna be a really hard match to call, um... <laughs> but uh, Scarlett um, and Karrion Cross, like, his YouTube is fascinating because he has all of his promos on it from, like, the beginning of his career. Oh, yeah. And he, um, like, he has, like, concept videos he did from when he was first coming into NXT. Um, oh, all wow. these video, All these, like, segments are, like, his and her ideas. Like, they're, ver- very, they're cool. very behind their creative. Um, that's good. Yeah, no, I I spoke to him online briefly on 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 Instagram, and I was like, you know, telling him how awesome I thought his work was, and how I loved that he put Hellraiser music in it at one point. You nice. know, yeah, yeah, and we were pretty much like, you know, I'm a filmmaker. One day, you know, <laughs> you ever want to go into put you in some shit? You ever want to go into that into that field? Uh, you know, uh, let me know. Uh, but you know, like I said, like now's I, the time we're on the up and up. Now's the time the carrying cross, like, should just be coming to us. Well, I it's think time. it's I think it's too early for him to want to go into film, um, because he's right. pretty new to wrestling. But, um, 
you know, like I said, I love it. I love the aesthetic that he and Scarlet have. That whole, I love how just like sinister and like basically demonic they come off as. Yeah, it's just like I mean, I it it's honestly like my favorite like male female duo type thing. I love the Garganos because they are what they are, and yeah. the way is hilarious. But like Scarlet and Carrying Cross, I'm all about it all the time. I'm almost anxious to see what would happen if Johnny and Candace met um, Scarlet and Carrion. Well, th- now you know it's just going to wind up being like in a part of something because we said it. Well, no, I, I, do, I totally just imagine Johnny and Johnny and Candace backing off, <laughs> just like uh, whatever, dude, do uh, do your thing, <laughs> do whatever you want, You're... like like what Johnny says in this, like I was in I was in skinny jeans. Yeah, you know, and then like I don't know, Austin Theory will get in Carrion's face and get destroyed or something. <laughs> like, yes, you know, yes. um. So yeah, so now we go to Zia Lee, and she has that cool ass intro again. Uh, yeah, you know, close up That's... of mysterious Master Dragon Lady. Um, yeah, who is this? I mean, at least we're getting. I like that we're getting. They've built it up to the point where, like, the little hand movement at the end of the match was like enough to be like, "Oh shit, something's happening." Yeah, yeah. So obviously, what they're doing is working. So, and I'm looking at the little uh, the the words they have on their their video, and I see uh, Jian Sha, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing yeah. wrong, and I wonder if that's their faction name. I don't know. I wonder if somebody that, tell us. Yeah. So. Um, and I, and I was just feeling, man, her theme is so fucking cool. It's so cool. And I like how when she like, um, she like, uh, came down the ramp and, um, and Boa like took her, like, I don't even know what to call the exact term for the hat with like the drapes coming down, but I just fucking love that this continues on in the way that it is. But she has this new weapon, that she, like, does this set of moves with. And I'm like, maybe that'll become a thing where every time she's there, it'll she be She just a has new a new thing. weapon, yeah. Yeah. And, and be so cool. I cannot get over how muscular she looks. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, she was actually training. This was not a thing yeah. that they just, like, wrote in for her. Yeah, and then Zaya wins in literally two moves. Like, we don't even learn yeah. the name of her opponent. <laughs> they didn't, they never mentioned the opponent's name. Yeah. Like and then it never happens. And then Zaya goes to leave, but mysterious magical master dragon lady commands her to inflict more damage. Uh, and then With she just does this, the movement of the hand. Yeah, she yeah, does this hand awesome. signal that indicates she should destroy the unnamed opponent. So, uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, it's very intense. And then finally, we get a promo from Casey Squared. Yes, and they look so cute. Mm-hmm. Like they're they fi- look so cute. They're fighting Mercedes and Tony Storm next week. And yes. I'm like, I, I will be very sad if they lose. Like, I... I mean, I feel like they're gonna, but uh, it will be sad. I want, to, I want like, Mercedes and Tony Storm to, like, get disqualified or fight amongst themselves or something like that. Because... Well, that would be the way to go. Because if it's just a match, there's no way that KC Squared is gonna, is gonna beat them. But I would love... Because I would love to see KC Squared go a few rounds in the tournament. I would too. And I mean like that just like goes along with what they're saying like what what uh how they were saying that you know keep overlooking us mm-hmm. cuz everyone is cuz then they'll just rise to the top and they're going to shock the world. And I have to yeah. say Caden barking at Casey was the cutest fucking thing. <laughs> it was so cute. They're so cute. Mhm. 
They're so cute. I want them to have all the things. Yes. It's like you sometimes, they need to be used more. I forget about them sometimes, and I hate that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's only so much time, you know? Like, and you have to... Right. You know, that. I think that's one of the reasons why NXT is uh, starting a second show. Um, this is news to me. What? Yeah, there's gonna, apparently going to be a second NXT show. Um, okay. That's going to have some of the less experienced uh, people in it. That's fun. Yeah. So that'll give them a chance. Because that's what NXT used to be. NXT used to be basically all like the new people they were training and stuff. And then a lot of stars from the indies came on there. Um, but, you know, like people like Rhea and Raquel are homegrown talent, while people like Shotzi and Johnny are from, and Candice are from the indies. Right. And NXT used to be all homegrown. Um, mm. So apparently the, the, the second show is going to focus all on like the new homegrown talent people. Like, people haven't really gotten the chance to shine uh, in NXT yet. Well, that's fun. Yeah, so that'll be, that'll be very cool to see. And, um, I love that. Yeah, I wonder, I, I wonder, like, you know, like I said, it'll all be people who we probably have never even seen before. And maybe, you know, I, I, like, you know, people like Casey Square will be, like, the experienced people on the show, you know. Right. So, it'll, right, be, that makes sense. it'll be very interesting to see some of the new people that uh, are going to show up on there who we can't even speculate on because we don't know who they'll, we haven't seen them. <laughs> so, right, right. I can't wait for that. Yeah. You know, I will say if it's uh, what's her face, uh, Katrina Cortez from last week, please get her a real outfit. Right. You were so angry about that. It, it lo- she looked horrible. Like, to get her real, like, wrestling clothes or something. Like, At least they announced that. her name. Yeah. You know, uh, so <laughs> now let's go to NXT UK. Uh, yes. we're, we have Ginny uh, coming out with Joseph Connors, who's uh, dressed like a parking valet. Um, <laughs> and, um, Ginny has this kind of cool looking snakeskin looking ensemble. I mean, she looks great. I don't support like animal print, even if it's fake in any way. But I do. She does look great. Yeah. <laughs> you don't support fake animal print? Well, no, I just don't like it. Like I get, it's I, not my thing. Like I get, you know, like not wanting like real snakeskin and stuff like that. But like, you know, I just don't like it. Okay, okay. Eh. Yeah, <laughs> you won't find it in my closet. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, you know. Uh. So <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was gonna say. I was like, I. I can't say much to that. You know, I'm like a. I have so much leather, and <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm. Yes. But that's because I don't like cows. But that's a long, a different story. Um. <laughs> like the witch in Into the Woods. Well, that's another story. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> yes. No, I told you. Like you know, like most animals, I have like you know a, a big heart for and stuff. And you know, I, I hate seeing any animal in pain. But when I was on a farm and I saw cows, I'm like, cows are gross. I have no sympathy for them. <laughs> I love cows. Cows yeah. are very kind animals. Yeah. Don't eat them. <laughs> are, are they? <laughs> anyway, continue. So Kaylee Ray shows wait, up. Uh, wait, I, 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 wait, wait, wait. Like I just I, I I just like when you say kind, like are, that yeah, m- they're nice. Like you can pet them; mm-hmm. they have affection. They will grow a bond to their person, oh, and then okay. their person just goes and slaughters them. Oh. Like they well, have as much sad. love as a pig, a pig or a dog. Yeah, like it's basically just a big dog mm. that people eat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's so depressing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> But, I'm like you're only a little sorry. <laughs> uh, you know I don't like them. I don't like them and monkeys. I know. <laughs> I know you don't like monkeys. I hate monkeys. I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. 
But, uh, you know, when, when we're all living in the Planet of the Apes, everyone will realize I'm right. Um, so, uh, Ginny comes out. She gives some credit to Joseph for, uh, for helping. And she says she's a woman of wealth. And with wealth comes power. And with power comes connections. Now back to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> the match is next week. And then the, dub start, the dubstep starts. And Kaylee Ray comes out. Kaylee Ray comes out, and it's just, I'm, I'm just like, I'm really excited for this to actually happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, really what I think was of, of um, no is that when Ginny just says, like, you think the ear championship material, no, the queen is championship material, hmm. um, she's just, I mean, she's fucking kick-ass. I'm really happy that she's the number one contender, and um, Kaylee Ray, of course, is like, say it to my face. And all that. And then I love how she says there won't be enough money in the world to... When Kaylee Ray says there won't be enough money in the world to fix this when I'm done with it. When she says she's going to beat her face in. Yeah. I was like, this is just so... It's like, NXT UK has like... I mean, NXT is my favorite. But like, NXT UK, it's just how they talk to each other mm-hmm. is different. And I really, really love it about them. There, and so, yeah. There, I was going to say, there's like a level of like very personal drama in mm-hmm. NXT UK that I think gives it like a little a little like spice there. Yeah, I agree. So, um Ginny says that she owes her this match. Um and then she reminds her that she actually helped her keep her championship, going back to her with Piper Nevin. And um, she says, you're welcome. And then I love how she says, next week the queen will reign and enjoy it. You've got one last week of being champion. I'm like, uh I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited for that match. I do hope Ginny wins. Because I would love to I see... So I would love to see Ginny... You know, the way I want it to go is I want to see Ginny win it, and then eventually I want to see Ava Valkyrie be the one who beats uh, Ginny. Ava Valkyrie would be great as yeah. the champion. Yeah, yeah. so I, th- I think obviously it's too soon for Ava Valkyrie, but I think, I think Ginny should win it and then be the champion for about like a year, and then eventually Ava Valkyrie is the one who beats her. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, They're going to steal our ideas, Charles. <laughs> well, I would be happy if they did. I wish more wrestling fucking programs would steal our ideas. I know. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't have Caleb with a K if fucking that shit happened. Um, yeah, that's true. So, let's go to Monday Night Raw. Yes, yes. So we see we go back to um, Lacey Evans flirting with Ric Flair and then Charlotte kicking her ass and how um, Ric Flair tripped. Charlotte said it was an accident that he meant to trip Peyton, Peyton Royce, and then we see again how Charlotte yelled at him. Um, and, so, and the the move that you, as as you put it, uh, she was acting like a cunt was the word you used. Um, yes, <laughs> yes, she was. Um, um, <laughs> so I love what Charlotte's wearing this week. Like she actually does look like a queen with this like cape dress thing. I actually really like it. And she calls she calls Lacey classless. Mm-hmm. Um, and says that she's not the first or last to hit on my dad, but family comes first. And her father knows how competitive she is, so he's at home just watching. And um, and, and I love how she gets angry and she says it's twenty twenty one, and I'm about to do a match on Monday Night Raw. Why are you asking about my dad? Um, yeah. And then how she's gonna show this classless woman how to act like a lady. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and then Lacey yeah. Lacey coming out and dedicating the match to Ric Flair. Like blowing a kiss to him. It's so cute. Yeah. It's so cute. And I love at the beginning of the match, like right before the bell rings, how like Charlotte just glares at her. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. And then when we come back, she's just smiling and shaking her head like this fucking bitch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
I mean, this match was fun. I did get bored. Yeah. I got bored. Mm-hmm. I really wish I didn't get bored. Well, explain what bored you. Well, it was just, of of course, the whole thing. I love the trash talking when, like, I heard Lacey call her nasty, Yeah, I think. Or yeah. you nasty bitch or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, but, you know, the flare chops was fun, but overused, and I'm sick of it a little bit. Um, I, I liked how... Um, um, I think it was Charlotte. Yeah, used her legs to just like pound her. Whatever that move is, she like had her wrapped around her legs and just pounded her head into the canvas over and over yeah. and over again. And then she that also was... did like three flips uh, on Lacey yeah. with her just her legs. With just her legs. I mean, it that was really fun. Um. Uh. Yeah. So Ric Flair comes out. And he's just an adorable old man, because that's how I know him. He's just a really cute old man with a pep in his step. He's, like, dancing as he's going to see the wizard. Um, <laughs> we're back from commercial, and, of course, Rick is ringside. So, and I-, I was going to say, how awesome was the look on Charlotte's face when her dad came out? It was awesome. Yeah. She was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, so it definitely, I love when Lacey literally, like, drove her vagina into <laughs> Charlotte's chest <laughs> and then smiled. <laughs> what I like about that is, like, she, when she did the fucking handstand, that was, like, yeah. a five to, like, ten seconds before she, like, smashed into Charlotte, which was actually very cool. Yeah, um, it was definitely awesome. Yeah, see, like, I, I wasn't bored by this match. I do, I really wish Charlotte, like... I don't know. I I feel like they they make her too invincible sometimes. Yeah, I think that that might be what it is. And I also just like I I understand it's cute and it's kind of funny and it's causing a bigger conflict the whole Lacey and Ric Flair thing. Um, but I'm like, come on. <laughs> at the same point, um, the one thing I started to get bored after I like gave up on the idea of like they were both out of the ring and it was Charlotte out first, but then Lacey came out and then the ref started his count over, mm-hmm. and I don't understand why that happened. Um, what do you mean? So like he was up to like five with Charlotte being out of the ring, uh-huh. and then Lacey came out of the ring, and then a couple of seconds went by, and then he started the count over. Well, when someone, uh, when, okay, so let's suppose there's two people outside, right? Um, and, uh, or actually even better yet. Okay. Let's suppose one person's on the outside. The referee's counting, right? If the other person goes out, the referee starts over. Yeah. But there were seconds in between when he started over. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's not, it was fine. I, I can't, I can't get angry at them when we've watched AEW. That's true. Where people, but where I the referee will like, spend like twenty minutes of letting them on the outside before even attempting to count. I just, yeah, I just didn't understand why. Like, I was like, is there some like Charlotte Flair law that exists? Like, when Daddy's home, where <laughs> there she's allowed a couple of seconds because I've never seen that on Raw. Yeah. Um. So then I kind of, I kind of lost interest. But of course, we all knew how this was gonna go. Um, but it was still, I was brought back into it when everything went down at the end of this. Um, yeah. 
I like that Charlotte clotheslined her twice and then did a neckbreaker, power bombed her. Daddy looks so happy. Um, and how she threw Lacey over the ropes, did the queen's boot. Um, Lacey's on the outside. And then I can, I noticed that like whatever, what is that thing where you can like tell when someone's like telling the other wrestler what to do? Uh, when they're shot, when they're calling shots? Yeah, to each other. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that happen once, and I was like, oh my god, the queen just did that. Um, <laughs> what? She's a human. And, um, you know, uh, she did the natural selection, and uh, then Rick puts Lacey's leg over the bottom rope. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, yeah, so... And and I love Charlotte telling him to get his ass back home. And he's like, I'm not home. I'm not staying home. <laughs> I'm not staying home. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, um, he stares at her and, of course, just trips Charlotte, Charlotte to have Lacey pin her. And then Rick and Lacey just, like, embrace and go off the ramp together. <laughs> oh, he doesn't just trip uh, Charlotte this time. He holds her leg down so she can't kick out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And Fucked up. So Ric Flair is turned on his own daughter, um, which honestly... Lacey says she's going to change at the hotel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honestly, I don't mind um, Lacey and Ric Flair together, as long as it, as long as it pushes Lacey. Um, right. Because, like, Charlotte... I mean, that's the thing, as I was saying to you. Like, everyone fights with Charlotte, and Charlotte just destroys everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you never get any stars from that. Yeah. And so if putting Ric Flair with Lacey can make a new star, then I'm all for that. Right. I mean, like, we want Lacey to do very well. She definitely, like, this match was, for the most part, great. I just, like, I kept, I had you, like, you were the little devil on my shoulder being like, <laughs> Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair gets everything she wants. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay. Yeah, so yeah, it so was fun. I, I was gonna say, speaking of people who are not stars, uh, we go to Mandy and Dana. Um, <laughs> yes, um, they declare officially for the twenty twenty one Royal Rumble. Rumble, we all knew that was gonna happen. And they sounded like um, they like this was their audition, their failed audition for some sort of beauty pageant or something. Yes, like their delivery is horrible. Like yes. they look so, they look so just like fucking. Uh, they don't look like wrestlers. They look like. Models. And I love how she said, how Mandy said, and gonna that they're gonna toss Shayna over the top rope harder than Kim tossed Kanye. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is like too soon. But also, I could not care less about that whole thing or them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the match happens. It's uh, Nia Jackson, Shayna versus the uh, the blondage or sexy muscle friends or whatever the fuck you want to call them. And uh, Dana and Mandy get in way too much offense to be believable. Um, the yes, fact they do. Nia Jax saving Shayna Baszler is a line that should never be said when a Mandy Rose or Dana Brooke are in the ring. That yes. should never ever fucking happen. It's just a lot of this is unbelievable in every way, shape, or form. There I mean, is... it was nice that they let Mandy Rose and Dana show a little of what they could do, but I still. But that's don't care not the people to do it against. against. That's not the people to do it exactly. against. Exactly. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I will say there was one part of the match that I did love, um, yeah. where uh, Shayna uh, put Dana in some sort of hold, and then looked like Dana was countering it. And then Shayna just shut that shit down by fucking, you know, 
like doing a backbreaker to her in the middle of like her, what looked like her about to like flip uh, Shayna or something. It was like Shayna having that moment as an actual human being, knowing she's a superior wrestler, to be like, to be like, all right, I'm sick of this fucking storyline. I'm just actually going to do this. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Naya at that at one point goes to splash one of the blondes from the top. I don't even know which fucking one because they're interchangeable. And uh, then Shayna tags herself in and puts the Kirafuna clutch on one of them. And um and I realize oh god they're not doing an insecure it's Mandy Rose yeah I don't care and I I'm like are they I hope they're not doing an insecure Shayna storyline because that no. would be horrible it would be horrible you know um and then the final thing that happened happened during uh a, the main event which was Triple H versus Randy Otown mm-hmm. um where uh, towards the end of the match Triple H pulled out his sledgehammer that he was going to use on Randy. And then suddenly the lights start to go out, um, like the fiend is coming. Uh, both Triple H and uh, Randy Orton look confused. Suddenly Triple H's sledgehammer is on fire, and uh, that was fun. He looks very confused by this. As he as, does, I love I love the shot. <coughs> excuse me, of everything dark and just like the sledgehammer on fire and just the glow of him. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. So then the lights go out, and when they come back on, uh, there's the the ring is purple. And a very messed up version of the Firefly Funhouse theme starts. That was awesome. Yeah. And uh, when, when Randy looks behind him, uh, Alexa Bliss is there. And she looks like a fucking badass. Mm-hmm. She looks, she's dressed so, so, so. I'm like, who does her wardrobe? Hmm. <laughs> um, it's so good. So he winds up asking what the hell is going on. And then Alexa lifts up her, like, hand that says pain. And then what the fuck did she throw at him? It was like a ball of fire. Yes, that's exactly what it was, a ball of fire. Yeah, and I didn't know that... I was like, either Randy Orton is, like, a really good actor, and I didn't know, or he was actually in a lot of pain, how he flailed <laughs> around. Yeah. Yeah. They she, just let that go on. The, he had a good, like, 45 seconds of just flailing around. Yeah, after getting fire thrown in his face, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that's how Raw ended. Um, which is, uh, you know, I'm glad that they brought Alexa back. And, uh, at least from what I'm reading, uh, before we started, I looked at the spoilers a little bit, and at least they followed up on it this week. Yes. Like Randy Orton has a mask on this week and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so yeah, um, so let's go to SmackDown. So we have Sonya Deville with Adam Pierce, um, yeah, and she's basically saying that she uh, that she thinks he has a chance against Roman Reigns, um, and then Paul Heyman shows up. What do you think of Paul Heyman? I, I I was like I knew who his name was, but I didn't even want to write it down. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't particularly no. I mean. He's very effective, like mm-hmm. Sonia Deville's perfume is effective, according <laughs> to him. Um, I love her expression like, when she says that, too. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like, he's going to serve a fun purpose. Yeah. But that's about it. I'm not supposed to like him. Well, he's he's one of the best managers in, in all of wrestling. He's in the top three yeah. best managers of all time. And mm-hmm. he was like a huge influence on me when I wanted to be like a, a manager when I was younger. Um, nice. Him number one was Bobby Heenan, and then number three, believe it or not, was Jim Cornette before he became 
you know, sexist, I hate all women's wrestling, and I'm a bitter old man who hates the world. Um, yes. But in the 80s, Jim Cornette, Paul, Paulie Dangerously, as Paul Heyman was called back then, right. and uh, Bobby Heenan were, like, just such evil. They were so awesome at being, like, bad guys. And, like gods. And like having bad guy gods. And ha- well, I wouldn't go that far. But, like, you know, gods usually don't get their asses kicked by bigger wrestlers. But, um... That's true. But that was the thing. That's what w- was so great about the manager back then was that you would have these guys who the audience would despise. And, yeah. you know, and they would keep getting away with it and getting away with it and getting away with it. And when one day the face would finally get them, the audience would go crazy when, like, Hulk Hogan would, like, choke slam Bobby Heenan. Or, like, when Jim Cornette got thrown off a fucking, like, 20-foot scaffold and broke his ankle. Um... You know, like shit like that. Fun. Yeah, no, he to this day um still like uh like can't walk properly. Wow. Cuz he like cuz he fell off the scaffold and he thought if he landed a certain way he would be okay, but it actually like broke his knee. Cuz he landed he he landed on his feet. Oh, that's not smart. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he got... Yeah, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. He fell 20 feet and, like, landed on his feet, and it, like, fucked his knees up for the rest of his life. Wow. Yeah. So, you know. Um, and Paul Heyman was the one who, as I said, back in the 80s when Bill Watts met him, uh, asked him about um, why he wasn't wearing a yarmulke, because he's Jewish, but asked him in the most offensive way a guy from Oklahoma possibly can, where he asked him, well, if you're from New York, why aren't you wearing one of the beanies? I mean, if you're a Jew, why aren't you wearing one of the beanies? Wow. Yeah. That guy. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, so that's who that was about. That was Paul Heyman, like, you know, 40 years ago, and looking at him probably like 180 pounds ago. <laughs> but, um... Wow. Yeah, because now Paul Heyman kind of looks like Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. He does. I even, I thought that. I didn't write it down, but I did think it. He looked um, very different back in the day. Back in the 80s, he looked like like a young Michael Keaton. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so he basically, in this, he just, like, he's like, all right, I have the agreement. Everything's tilted in your favor. You have to go against Roman Reigns. Like, basically, just, like, doesn't really actually give him a choice. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, um, it doesn't have much to do with what we're talking about, but I just wanted to ask what your general opinion of seeing Paul, uh, seeing Paul Heyman there was. Yeah, it was, he served his purpose. Like, I knew yeah. I wasn't supposed to like him. Yeah, so let's go with Natalia versus Liv Morgan. Yes. <laughs> um, starring Billy Kay. Yes. Um, so Billy Natalia's Kay. already in the ring. I, I hate her fucking... Her the shit she's wearing. I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, I didn't even pay attention to it. I was just like, wow, they didn't even give her a fucking intro. Yeah. So, well, because this story wasn't about her. It was about Billy Kay and the Riot Squad. Yes. You know. I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, still, so it's Natalia. The Riot Squad come out, and I love Billy Kay forcing her way through them. Mm-hmm. And playing, trying to dress like that. Yeah, playing air guitar, and she's in like her the most posery looking she possibly could. And she has them on her shirt. Yes, yes. Like she has a Riot Squad shirt on. Yeah, and I love That's her. So I, cute. I love her demanding that she be part of their ring pose. <laughs> yeah. 
And yeah, and it's just kind of like you can tell that Ruby and Liv are just like nice people who are just like, what the fuck? Yeah. So they just let things happen only to a certain extent, but still, they just let it happen. Yeah. So Billy Kay is now on commentary where she starts talking about mosh pitching. <laughs> mosh pitching. And it's different than the American mosh pitting. Yes. But she's an expert in both. Yeah. I mean, really, this match was just a series of really cool moves by Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan fucking kicks ass. Mm -hmm. I love her so much. I love the whole, like, I love the whole, like, there was this whole sequence of moves where Liv would, like, drive. I loved when Liv, like, she drove her into the corner and then, like, rubbed her butt on her. That was amazing. (laughs) And then um, I love how they, like, held hands and, like, twirled around like a fucking, like, they were doing a fucking dance. Mm -hmm. It was really cool how they did that. Um, I, I mean, just Liv Morgan just continues to surprise me and i continue to love her even and even more yeah every single time i see her yeah i want to see her every week yeah so live at one point is upside down on natalia's shoulder which looked painful as all fuck um mm-hmm. raquel gonzalez does it too um but it really looked painful when natalia was doing it um yeah, it did so natalia then does the discus clothesline and then billy starts screeching at ringside Billy yes. yells at she the ref. She leaves commentary. Yeah, Billy yells at the ref. Tamina gets angry that Billy is on the wrong side. And then Tamina chases her into the ring. Mm-hmm. Where she basically causes Liv to lose. Um, yeah, it was like, she scurries, yes. is what she does. It's like, it's yeah. like she finds herself, she found herself in there, and was like, oh no! And then like scurried off to the yeah. other side. <laughs> it was cute. Yeah, but, but yeah, she made Liv lose. Yeah, Billy Kay is comedy gold. She really she is. is. Yeah. Um, so now let's go to Ding Dong. Hello. Yes. Ding Dong. Hello is the best talk show on television. With, yeah. Opening with the awful, like cheesy Saturday Night Live like music. She looks great. She looks like Diane Keaton. How she's dressed. <laughs> I wonder if that was on purpose. <laughs> I mean, it has to be. And I love her glasses. I love her get up. I love how the she turtle said that it's. <laughs> that it's bigger than WandaVision. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so cute. It's that sh- that show was like Bailey. It, like Bailey is normally amusing because she's obnoxious. This was like her obnoxious is turned up like 50 times. It was. But she was also kind of respectful to Bianca Belair in several points. And I feel like it was like because of the situation that she was in. Yeah. Where Yeah, but it was just, so Bianca Belair comes in, she has her whole intro, and then when she comes up, um, Bailey makes her go behind the door that's in the middle of the Yeah, you should should explain that there's a door set up in the ring. Yeah, well, there's a door set up in the ring, and there's, like, a stool and a chair and, like, some potted plant or some shit, like, set up like a talk show. Mm -hmm. And so Bailey, of course, comes through that, and then uh, even though Bianca's already down in the ring having done her entrance from uh, up on the stage, Bailey makes her go behind the door (laughs) and ring the doorbell. (laughs) And she does this whole, I wonder who that could be, and Bianca comes around the side and is like, you know know that it's me. (laughs) And it's really funny, and I love when she opens the door, you see there's a welcome mat on the other side. Yes. <laughs> it's just really fucking funny. And then Bianca sits in Bailey's seat. And I also love he, Bailey saying, What an honor it is for you to be on my show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. It's so good. Um Bailey winds up like just like 
conceding and let and letting Bianca sit in her chair. Yeah. And then she goes to sit on the stool and she just immediately it was like it was like an adverse reaction. Like like when you yeah. bring something you're allergic to to your yeah. mouth and then go, Oh no, I don't want that. It was like when she sat down on the stool and was like, I'm gonna stand. Yeah, because I'll probably be standing <laughs> for sixty minutes when I were in the Royal Rumble, so <laughs> you know. Yeah, of course. I'm gonna course. I'm gonna start start uh getting my legs ready. <laughs> I'm gonna start getting my. I'm gonna start warming up my legs. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so then she um she says that she congrats her. She congratulates her on her like chronicle and everything she's done. And then we talk about January twenty fourth when um Bianca's show is coming out. Yeah, it's um now that you have the WWE Network, um it's the little documentaries on the wrestlers or the WWE Chronicles. There's some really yes. great ones on there, by the way. Uh, you and I, I believe when we watched the Sasha and Bailey one, that was a chronicle. That makes sense. Yeah, so okay. this is one on Bianca Belair. Yeah, but so Bailey has a special sneak preview. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> I just love this so much. I don't remember what match is this from. It was from a couple weeks ago when uh, Bailey beat Bianca. Right. Yes, yeah. So it was that, and she was like... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so cute. And so Bianca's like up out of the chair. And just like, but Bianca, what I love about it is that I feel like she was just very sincere for the most part mm -hmm. in this whole thing. I mean, like she had that attitude and everything, but it started really here when, you know, when Bailey asked her, like, why do you call yourself the EST of WWE? And she talks about how it has to do with her accomplishments um, even before WWE and... And how Bailey just said, like, oh, beforehand, that's disrespectful to the women who <laughs> made this division. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> Bailey's just like, yeah, she's amplified the, like, heel that she actually is. And yeah. I like how Bianca's just, like, so sincere and she's unapologetically just being herself. And then Bailey's like, well, no, I'm the best. <laughs> um, and then talks about her own accolades. And then Bianca mentions a rematch, and then Bailey goes on to say, like, I know you're trying to use reverse psychology on me, <laughs> which is just fucking hilarious. And then Bailey comes up with this new idea of an obstacle course. Yes. <laughs> How much do you want to bet yeah. it's going to be all these, like, crazy fucking, like, things that only Bianca would be able to get past because she was, like, a track star? And well, Bailey's will just be like a clear path or something. <laughs> that's exactly how it's going to be. Yeah. I know, and it's going to be hilarious. So Bianca accepts, and Bianca says, I can tell that you have some of the EST in you, but, uh, you know, that it's not up to her level, and she can't wait to whoop, um, to, to whoop her ding-dong that, whatever the fuck she said. It was hilarious. And then Bianca dances, and... I loved how you can just see the, like, camaraderie when she actually just, like, Bianca lost an earring and Bailey gave it back to her. Yeah. That was really cute. Yeah. Well, that was, that was, uh, when, when Bianca starts taking off her earrings, it means she's about to fight. Right. So, and she throws her earrings down. So, Bailey picking the earring and giving it back to her, I thought was great. It was just, it was really cute. I loved it. Yeah, so uh, we finally, we finish up with a Carmella promo, uh, coming out with Reginald. Mm -hmm. um, she says she hasn't seen Sasha since she pinned her two weeks ago, and then bam! Sasha just appears out of nowhere and knocks her to the and fucking ground. she looks ground. amazing. Again, fake snakeskin. I don't like it, but she looks amazing in it. 
And she just knocks her out, and, like, Reginald gets in the way. And then she winds up saying that Carmella can have that title match she wants as long as Sasha can have Reginald in the match first. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's coming this week, is Reginald versus Sasha. I hope so. But, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Uh, So let's let's go to Impact uh, Genesis, actually, which was the pay-per-view that happened... The week before last. Yes. Where we had Jazz versus Jordan Grace. Um, This is, I mean, highly anticipated. Really great. I love the, like, camaraderie that's just been happening between them and how Jordan asked Jazz to do this. Uh, The sportsmanship is there. Um, You know, it's still, we have a Josh and Madison thing, so that distracts me, but... Well, I mean, the thing about this match, number one, it was, when they did a promo beforehand with Jazz, it's very weird that Impact puts music over their promos. Yeah, I liked the music, but it it was like mm-hmm. this weird epic, like it belonged in like a Star Wars knockoff or something. Yeah. 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 So Jazz is letting it be known. The bitch is back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that really struck out, they hit each other so fucking hard in this match. They like, really did. You could hear almost everything and like it looked painful. And I was like, how are these two women still going? Like, I, I, I really feel like they, like, Jazz just went up to her and was like, show me what you can do, kid. Just hit me as hard as you fucking can in this match, because I'm going to hit you hard. Yeah. You know? I'd like to imagine that uh, that's what happened, yeah. Yeah, like, there was a very nice set of suplexes uh, by uh, Jordan on Jazz. Um, mm-hmm. And, man, were Madison and Josh just talking about every other fucking match in the history of wrestling except this match. No, exactly, exactly. Like, they were talking about matches on a different fucking pay-per-view during this match. They really, like, they suck. Yeah, so I love, there was an absolutely great shot uh, when Jordan Grace had a boot on her throat and her eyes are bugged out and she's, like, right at the camera and her body's in a bridge. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah, like, so, uh, that was a really great shot. Like, there was no real flow to this match, but it wasn't a bad match. It was just, like, it was showing these two powerhouses, like, yeah. in what they could do. And I didn't know what way it was gonna go. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really, yeah. it was really entertaining. Um, I really like that, like, you could tell that they were really letting go of their, like, friendship and their sportsmanship. Like, especially when Jordan Grace slapped her on the head when she wanted a yeah, break. Well- Jordan looked like she lost her temper. Yeah. 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 It was, I mean, it was entertaining. It was definitely entertaining. Um, There was that nasty looking fucking meteora to the back of Jazz's neck. Yeah. It's like she showed no mercy. It was like Jordan treated it like the match of her life. Yeah. Yeah. So Jazz does uh, move to uh, Jordan um, and then puts Jordan a submission. Uh, but then the pace picks up. Jazz does a tornado DDT. Jordan uh, Grace turns it around for a roll-up win out of nowhere. And, it really uh, then came Jordan out of helped... nowhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Jordan helps her up at the end. That was one of those matches where I had to rewind. And, like, I, I turned my head for a second and suddenly I, the bell rings. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? Like, you know. Um, so, uh, you know, it was, it was it, like I said, it didn't really tell a story except for... This was, I guess, just kind of Jordan getting a chance to wrestle Jazz. And it said that, like, I guess the Jazz was, like, this was the last thing, but that's what she said prior, so we'll see. Well, she's already booked for tomorrow's Impact. There you so. go. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, so now we go to uh, Impact regular, uh, Impact Vanilla. 
uh, where we start off with, with Taya Valkyrie versus Kimberly. Yes, and, um, I mean, this was, like, I love the drama of the beginning of it. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's it's the, like, precursor to Taya going against Yana Parazu, so uh, you know that the stakes are high. Um, you know, Taya kicks her, kicks her in the face and then throws her out of the ring. Um, and then I really like, I really like how Kimberly just like, you know, she showed me things that I hadn't seen her do. Like I was like, oh, this person's a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Um, she really held her own. I didn't realize they were, I mean, I feel like they're of similar build, even though Taya Mm -hmm. has the height thing. Um, nah, like Ty is way bigger than than Kimberly. Yes, but yeah. it's like I was like, oh shit, Kimberly can actually do this. Yeah, Kimberly is is not bad actually. She was she's I think she got up to like either the second or third round in the first May Young Classic. Nice. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, I love Taya psyching herself out by headbutting the um the turnbuckle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It's so depressing. <laughs> you know, um, so, you know, there's a meteor by Taya. At this point, Deanna puts Kimberly's hand on the bottom rope. Um, Rosemary and Deanna start stare- arguing on the outside. Then Susan comes out and Susan attacks Rosemary, which I wasn't expecting. Yeah, I wasn't, I didn't know whether or not, like, Susan was, go- like, what Susan's role was going to be in any of yeah. this. But she's essentially just Karen. Um. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and Taya and Kimberly are fighting while Susan and Deanna are attacking Rosemary. Um, Taya is distracted by this, and then Kimberly uh, rolls her up for a pin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, any thoughts on this match, Chelsea? I mean, <laughs> any thoughts on it? I mean, I didn't expect <laughs> Kimberly to win. I didn't want her to. Um, the well, uh, keep in mind, Taya is probably on her way out of Impact. Right. So you have to put people over on your way out. That makes sense. Well, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, having Deanna, having Deanna on the side of the ring with you, you know that some shit's going to go down. But like I said, yeah. I mean, my thoughts earlier is that Kimberly actually, like, impressed me with, you know, just like her aggression, her skills. Mm-hmm. It was things where I actually, I paid attention to her, I think, for the first time. Yeah. Not just as, so, uh, like, not just as the sidekick to Deanna Perazzo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we have Taya and Rosemary backstage, and Taya is disappointed she lost, but she says she'll be there for Rosemary's match with Tennille. And I'm like, oh God, we're getting a Tennille match. Yeah, um, I'm like, why does this have and, to happen? And Rosemary says, we will come up with something, and Taya should focus on her match at Hard to Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I want to say something. Like, you know, next, starting next week, we're going to do the thing where if people contribute, uh, they can pick a, a match for us to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a match for us to start off with, though. Um, from the very first NXT TakeOver, uh, with um, a wrestler named Paige, this was to decide the very first NXT Women's Champion. Oh. And it was a wrestler named Paige versus Emma, who is Tennille Dashwood. And I want you to see how good she is, and how the fact that she doesn't appear to even be trying anymore. Because when she tries, she's fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't like this whole. I mean, it's been it's been several months now where we've been like, we. I don't want to see her. Yeah, like TV. it's really sad that like I I I groan when I see she's there now, and 
when you see how good she actually is, it makes what she's doing an impact even sadder. Yeah. But I think, but I want us to start with that match so you can see how good Tennille actually is when, when she applies herself. Yeah, that sounds um, good. Yeah, so uh, we have a uh, promo now for the uh, tag team titles with some of the worst camera work I've ever seen because they just blocked out fucking Tasha Steeles. They did. Like, did they not think that, hey, maybe we should do an angle where we can see all four women? Probably. (laughs) I thought that maybe that was a mistake that they didn't realize or something. But, you know, they just apparently have shitty cameramen or someone who has it out for Tasha Steeles. Yeah, so Tasha Steeles and Kara Hogan are now calling themselves Fire and Flava. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know... um, Nevaeh tells her you talk a lot, and I realize this is the first time I've ever seen Nevaeh look genuinely angry. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was thinking about it in this thing that I was like, oh wow, we're not seeing her teeth. She's not smiling. This is what she should I was always like, do. I was like, why can't, why can't Nevaeh be like this all the time? Yeah. <laughs> like... No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, okay, let's go to Tennille versus Rosemary. Okay. Um... Yeah, so Caleb doesn't do his usual shitty intro. I wrote, shut the fuck up, Josh. I, I wrote, no I wrote Josh, shut up. Yeah, very early yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I go, I have no idea what Rosemary says to the camera because you insist on fucking talking every time she comes over to it. Yeah, I mean, like, the ideal thing is, like, I feel like if you're a commentator, you want to, like, be there as, like, this omnipresent something where someone can know what's going on, but you don't take yeah. away from what someone is trying to do. yeah. And I mean, at this point, the commentary is even pointing out that Tennille probably is not thinking about the match. And I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. And then I wrote, shut up again. I showed, wrote, shut the fuck up again, Josh. Yeah, I Because Rosemary and Tennille are having a conversation in the ring, but we can't hear it. Yeah, that's how it starts Josh out. We is have talking no about idea what's to- happening. Josh is talking about toys. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's really fucking annoying. And and they promoted this tool shed to be a fucking producer. <laughs> tool shed. <laughs> yes, he's not just a fucking tool. He's the whole goddamn shed. That's giving him way too much power. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Honestly. So is making him a fucking producer. Yes. Touche, touche. So, you win. So, you know, and that's the thing. When Tennille's getting thrown around by Rosemary, she sells great. Like, Tennille knows how to look like she's in pain when someone's beating up on her. Right. But when it's time for her to have offense, she looks like she just doesn't give a fuck. No, she literally, it's like, it, it goes back to her Instagram account, which everyone loves to talk about, and the fact that it doesn't say that she's a wrestler in it. Yeah. That's exactly, like, it I, translates. I feel like Tennille is just wrestling because she has a contract and is, like, totally over it at this no, point. No, that's exactly how I feel. Like, she doesn't want to be there. She's obligated to be there. Yeah. 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 So Rosemary starts pulling uh, Caleb's hair, and Caleb uh, sprays Rosemary in the face with hairspray, uh, like a giant industrial strength fucking hairspray bottle. And I love that, like, he just has that. Yes. In his, like, fanny pack. Yes. Um, So Tennille goes for a spotlight kick, and then Rosemary turns it around to a clothesline. Uh, Caleb gets up in the apron, and then Crazy Steve shows up and stalks Caleb. Yeah, I, so I've never seen Crazy Steve before. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know who the fuck this was, and I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> I love so him. So when when Rosemary started off, she started off with Crazy Steve, and they were in a, a group called Decay. And 
at the time, it wasn't so much that she had supernatural powers because she didn't necessarily have them, but she came off like one of those like teenagers who like kills their whole family. Yes. Like that's what her and Crazy Steve were like. Like they were just like these fucked up like people who weren't like supernatural, but they were just like insane. Oh, well, that's fun. Yeah. Um, I like that. Yeah, so uh, Rosemary takes the uh, hairspray and she sprays Tenille on the face and does a spear for the win. And uh, it looks like Decay is back together. Yay, uh, Decay! When we go to Hard to Kill, um, they actually advertise them as Decay. Yeah, that's why I was like, who's Decay? But like, I could even tell in the like intro, the hand that was coming up, I was like, that's Rosemary, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I was like, what is, oh, shit, okay, cool, what's this Decay stuff? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they came out, like, and once again, fucking Matt, Matt Stryker trying to be a fucking sports announcer. Um, you and I are gonna have to, are gonna debate on this, because I actually think that Matt Stryker and D'Lo Brown are somehow worse than Josh and Madison. Not having to hear Madison rain is a, <laughs> is good for me. Like that that's honestly enough. Um but then yeah. but then Josh just like the constant of getting to know him week by mm-hmm. week and just the stupid shit and how she talk and how he talks over everything and how he talks about anything else that's going yeah. on. At least with these people, like I was like sometimes I'd be like what is that move called again and then they'd say it. So yeah. I was like, all right, they're doing their job. Okay, they do their job, but when we get to the next match, I have a really huge complaint about that, because mm-hmm. they did the exact fucking opposite. But, um... And they did it in a way that was more obnoxious than anything Josh and Madison ever did. I can't we'll, wait we'll, to be reminded. So, it's impact yeah. hard to kill. They shoot this in Tennessee? So random. Yes. Why? What the <laughs> fuck? That's well, so that's where Impact's uh, headquarters are. I know, are. but what? So when they said, like, somewhere in Tennessee, I was like, what? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so I learned that, that Rosemary and Crazy Steve are this decay thing. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Cool, it's a thing I, now. Having no idea. And I love, I love their, like, intro and how they, like, you know, the holding hands into the pose together and like i mean it was it was awesome it was totally awesome and i love rosemary's makeup i love this like transition of it i mean is that what she used to do that that makeup is more like what her makeup was when she was in decay yeah i i mean i started to think about in the last match with tenille how tenille like got like grossed out by getting rosemary's like makeup on her and i was Mm -hmm. like did somehow tenille finagle her way into making a contract thing where rosemary (laughs) can't have makeup on her cheeks because if that's the case, I don't know, or maybe it's this new look for Decay. I love this new getup and this whole new makeup thing. So I was really excited yeah. about this. Yeah, so the match starts off with Crazy Steve and Rosemary tagging back in and out and beating up Caleb, and they were very good at doing that. <laughs> yeah, they were. And, and I almost thought I was watching a wrestling match until Caleb reminded me that he's not supposed to know how to wrestle. Because they insist on doing this bullshit with him where he doesn't know how to wrestle when he obviously can, but what he can't do is act. No, he's so, not good at acting. You know, like, so he's trying to act like he doesn't know how to wrestle, and it's, it fucking kills the match dead. Yeah, he's not, but his, spoiler alert, well, of course everyone's watched this at this point, but, um... But his flailing around at the end, my favorite thing was, like, the last shot at the end of the match with him, like, just flailing around blind was hilarious. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so uh, Caleb uh, trips Rosemary and Tennille starts beating on her. Um, and she goes to do the fucking dash woogie. And I'm like, can I just skip any match where Tennille does that? She does like, that, but you notice the commentators didn't know. Neither one of them knew what it was. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, like, I I hate that so much because it just is that I don't give a fuck what I'm doing here. Well, she doesn't. It's like, is something new going to happen with Tennille where, like, it, it becomes, like, the person's I legit, choice I legit at this think point. She's, I legit think she's just trying to work, wait, go out her contract. Yeah, it's like, do you care? If, if there's a chance that she's not doing that and she cares about her career, then she's got to do something about that quick. Yeah, like, I, I get the feeling that, like, she doesn't care about her career anymore. Yeah. Is that her name, yeah. or is, is that what she goes for? Tenille, yeah, Tenille is actually her real name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. It might, it, yeah, Tenille Dashwood might even be her full real name. Yeah. Um, they called her Emma in the WWE, but um, Tenille Dashwood, I know her first name is Tenille, I don't know if Tash Dashwood is her real last name, but it might be. But if it's on Instagram, it must be true. <laughs> so, um... You know, and I'm saying, like, you know what? Like, I love Decay, but I don't care who you put against Tennille and Caleb. It's going to be a bad match. Yeah. Because Tennille and Caleb are just awful. They're so um, awful. I love that Decay did a double mandible claw. Yeah, to, that uh, was fun. To Caleb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was, I'm like, it serves you right, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So then Steve does the green mist to Tennille, and Rosemary does the green mist to Caleb. And uh, Steve does a DDT from the top and gets the pin, even though he's not the legal man. And I'm like, this match was just a mess, and I don't blame Decay for it being a mess. No, I was just happy to see them. Like, that's yeah. honestly what it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Caleb with a K just flailing blind at the end was definitely the highlight for me. <laughs> I lived for that. And I loved how um, you, there was a shot of Tennille's, like, screaming, help me, just blind with the yeah. mist. I was like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so a disaster. Have... Oh, go on, go on. No, I'm just saying it was a disaster. That's all. <laughs> yeah. 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 So now we go with Flava and Fire versus uh, Havoc and Nevaeh um, for the uh, Knockouts Tag Team Championship. Yeah. And I have to say, I've never heard Nevaeh talk before. <laughs> like, no, no, I haven't either. I haven't. And either. hearing her, she sounds even more like a Midwestern mom than before I heard her. Yes, I just like it when, like, she's not smiling. Yeah. It's like as yeah, soon I as she note, gets in the ring, put, she winds up smiling. Yeah, I put the note, God, that smile. Please, please. It's like, here's the thing that I realized about Nevaeh. Nevaeh is not bad. Mm-hmm. If... If they could either train her to stop smiling or give her a fucking gimmick where the smiling makes sense, I wouldn't mind her. Mm -hmm. But, like, as this dark, evil, gothy person with the big, happy, fucking Midwestern mom smile... Who definitely, kills, it, like, cooks wings for her husband's friends at Sunday or for Sunday yeah. football and stuff like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, it drives me up the fucking wall. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. But this match is really and, fun because of Havoc. Yeah, and, um, you know, and, and Stryker's saying it's like watching a hurricane from the safety of your own bedroom, and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even get that. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Um, there's a really nice move from Havoc and Nevaeh where Havoc does a, a backbreaker to Hogan, and then Nevaeh does a running clothesline, and I love that. Yeah, that was really and good. I also, and I also realized being on the receiving end of a kick from Havoc while she's screaming must be terrifying. Yeah. 
Yeah, she's she's absolutely, I mean, she's definitely, like, I think that they said it, that, like, she's definitely probably got the most strength of anyone there. Yeah. Um, and she shows I mean, it Tosh, what she did. Like, I realized Tasha Steeles is the size of one of Havoc's legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. she is. Um, and then there was a weird miscommunication where Havoc, dis- where Hogan distracted the ref so that she can make a pin, which seemed... Like, like some sort of miscommunication or something, because I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck is going on there? Yeah, that doesn't if make the referee any sense. Is, if the referee is distracted, you can't pin anyone. If you are distracting so, the ref, you can't pin anyone. Yeah, so I love, I absolutely love, like, Jessica Havoc uh, picking up both Tasha Steeles and Kira Hogan at the same fucking time. Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so just the strength uh, Havoc, of that woman. Yeah, and then Havoc doing a double choke slam to both Kira and Tasha. Yeah, and then she like at one point in later she forced like she forced Tasha to DDT Kira like like what? Yeah, what? She was amazing. Like, like I'm, I'm so sad that like that that Havoc used to be shitty when she was younger, because yeah. Havoc Havoc was actually going to get a WWE tryout. Oh. Um, and they were gonna bring her into NXT, and then one of the reporters went through her old, like, fucking Twitter and found that she had said racist shit when she was, like, 17, 18. Oh, shit, really? And so that made her lose her tryout, yeah. Wow. But they were gonna bring her in, like, they were all excited about it. She actually, and she actually, like, lost weight, too. Like, she, like, lost, like, 60 pounds and was working out like a crazy person, because she wanted to get into WWE that much. People do stupid shit when they're teenagers. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, I could totally see, like, if she's posting that shit now, yeah, totally fucking cancel her. Yeah. But, you know, like, she said that shit when she was, like, set, like 16, 17. And, like, we all do stupid, awful shit when we're 16, 17 years old. Yeah. But it, it, it was enough for WWE to not want her anymore. Right. Which is sad, because, I mean, like, I look at her and I'm like, oh, my God, could you imagine... If, like, they had brought in Havoc instead, like, if they, if everything Nia Jax was doing was Havoc instead. It'd be so much better. How, yeah, how much and better I'd would it be? I'd love to even, just something as simple as not seeing Havoc with Nevaeh. Yeah. Like. Well, you know what, you know what the thing is, is that Nevaeh was her friend, and she's the one who brought Nevaeh in. But you know, if they brought, if, if Havoc was in WWE, and they would have brought in Nevaeh, you know they would have trained that fucking smile out of her. Yeah. You know, or they would have given her a gimmick that fits the smile or something. Yeah, agreed. You know, like, that's that's the thing. It's like, you know, put Nevaeh... Like, Nevaeh is not bad at all. If you put Nevaeh in NXT for, like, six months to a year, she'd be great. Yeah. it's like, Because they would train all the bad habits at her. Exactly. But with this match, Havoc and Nevaeh, like, really, like, there were several times where I was like, oh, shit, they're gonna win. And that yeah. was really great. They really gave it their all. They really did. Yeah. And this was a really great match. And then fucking Stryker starts talking about how great Madison Rain is during the fucking climax. Oh, was that what you're talking about? Because I hated that too. Yes. Yeah. Like, and you know what? And then the fucking Kira pulls off a win when the announcers are talk are not even talking about the match. No, they yeah. The, 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 they're talking about fucking Madison Rain. Yeah, they're talking about Madison Rain. It's horrible. And I couldn't fucking believe that. I was like, even Madison and Josh would at least be talking about the end of the match. Yes. 
Like, holy shit. And then Madison Rain comes out to give them the belts. And I'm like, wouldn't it have been great if you had waited five minutes to talk about her when she's in the fucking ring? Yes. Exactly. No, oh. it's fucked up. It's fucked up. It just shows that, you know, that of course, they don't know what they're doing yet. They don't even know the names of the people's moves or really even their names at this point. So, But you know what, though? Matt Stryker has been in wrestling since fucking 2004. And D'Lo Brown has been there since the 90s. So these are not even like two fucking newcomers. Right. So it's even more excu- inexcusable that they... that the- Josh Matthews has been in wrestling longer than... D- like, has, uh, like fucking D'Lo Brown has been in wrestling longer than Josh Matthews. Wow. Yeah. So I was really pissed off at that. And I was like, yeah, this is such a you. big moment. They're bringing the women's tag team title, the knockouts tag team titles back. And he's there talking sh- about fucking someone who retired. Yeah. And she's coming out in 30 seconds. And I know that you know that she's coming out in 30 seconds. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So so before we go on, I want to point out uh, what I just talked to you about um, earlier. What uh, Tasha Steeles said about AEW. Yes. Because um, I think this is an interesting quote. Um, so she said, uh, we said it from the beginning, Fire and Flavor is the team not to, not to F with. And Tony Khan, because Tony Khan uh, from AEW um, has been showing up on, uh, on Impact because they're doing a crossover with Kenny Omega. And uh, he says, Tony Khan, you want to talk about better tag teams in AEW? Well, what do you think about the Knockouts tag team in Impact? This is how you crown tag team. This is how you crown tournament champions, not with participation medals. Yeah. And I love that she fucking said that. Yeah, it's awesome. Because remember when we first started doing this and they had the fucking, what I call it, the Divas Cup. (laughs) You know, the Diva Cup in AEW. Where just anybody could join, and they just let a report, uh, like the fucking reporter, fucking wrestle, and the you you got a goddamn medal. Yeah, it's stupid. And 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 they, you know what? They that tag team. Remember when we watched them wrestle? Yes, I do. Do you know that's been their only fucking match since that goddamn tournament? No, I didn't know that. So they won the tournament, and then they get to go to catering. Yay! Wow. Yeah. And they get their stupid fucking medals that don't mean anything. Meanwhile, fucking, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say just in AEW, do you know um, Jade Cargill? Uh, do you know who she did a whole promo about this week? No. Brandy Rhodes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who is pregnant and not going to be wrestling for at least a year, and yet they're still talking about her. Like, she's, like the storylines are still revolving around a person who's not going to be there for a fucking year. That's fucked up. When they have all those women there not being talked about, they're talking about Brandy. Yeah. Who is the fucking Poochie of professional wrestling. Do you know who Poochie is? No. Poochie was a joke on The Simpsons, where on the Itchy and Scratchy show, they made a dog named Poochie, and Poochie just made the show suck, and the whole thing revolved around Poochie, <laughs> and there's a creative meeting at one point, where all the, all the creative guys are talking about how, when any, whenever Poochie is not on screen, all characters must be saying, where is Poochie? What does Poochie think about this? And that's what fucking Brandy Rhodes is. Brandy Rhodes is fucking Poochie. <laughs> when she's not on screen, the whole storyline still fucking revolves around her Wait, that's hilarious yes so fucking brandy rose god damn it but i love but i love yeah exactly poochie Rhodes. that's what she's gonna be poochie called from now on yeah i like show. i support yeah. it i'll do it <laughs> yeah Hashtag poochie but you rose. know what but i love that tasha Steeles has pointed this out if there's any division in aw that needs fucking help it's the women's division mm-hmm. and 
That's the one division not crossing over in the fucking Impact and AEW thing. It's not? No, they haven't brought a single woman from Impact onto AEW or I would have shared it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, I just thought maybe it wasn't happening they don't give a shit about yet. the women's division. They don't give a shit. No, they don't. <laughs> they, they don't care. It's the women. Why do they care? We have Kenny Omega so he can get... And that, by the way, the fact that Kenny Omega got from a, the AW champion got brought into Hard to Kill, in the main event, he pinned the Impact champion. And I'm like, well, that's great. On your, you, on your pay-per-view, you just made your champion look like shit that another champion just beat him. Fuck. So, no one knows what's happening. Oh, my God. You can't see Charles right now, but he's very upset. He's flailing his arms like he's Caleb with a K with green mist. Yes. That's, that's the only way I can describe it is to flail my arms and make noises. Yes. <laughs> it's incredibly frustrating. It is. <laughs> right. Sorry, the unhealthy laughter is coming out. Um, yes. So let's go back to hard to kill. <laughs> I guess so. But there's only one match to go. Yeah, so Taya um, is... Uh, Rosemary basically offers to have Decay take care of Deanna's hench people. Mm-hmm. And now we go to the match of Deanna Prazo versus Taya Valkyrie. Yeah, um, so this and is fun. Taya comes out in the warmest outfit ever. Yes. I am at, I thought it was some sort of like frozen tribute or something. I mean Because I know she does that. Yeah, it was fun. I liked her outfit in the last match better. <laughs> For yeah. sure. But this is this is really and, fun. It makes me miss Sue Young a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then Deanna comes out looking like she's going to the opera. Yes, yeah, she um, does. Kimberly is in the least flattering outfit, like fl- fancy outfit I think I've ever seen anyone in. Um, you can see her bra strap in the bag. Yeah, it was not a flattering outfit. No. Um, they, they really need a wardrobe person at, uh, at Impact. Yeah, they do. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, Taya is just fiery and powerful in this match and fucking great. Um, mm-hmm. But then Kimberly starts attacking Taya, and somehow I'm like, wait, shouldn't that be a disqualification? Exactly, exactly. The whole nonsense that happens and the fighting on the outside, I'm like, it's good that Susan's recording this. <laughs> <laughs> I do love her doing that. Like, she's some fucking, like, suburban Karen. Like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? The commentators even call her Karen. Like, as yeah, an accident. Which I, which I was just like, dude, don't fucking give it away like that. Yeah. Like, well, you, you I don't, don't have think to he say meant it. it. Yeah. I don't know, fucking D'Lo Brown acting like he's never done fucking commentary before when he was around in fucking ni- the mid-90s. Yeah, you tell him, Charles. Was, yeah, fucking D'Lo so Brown. So everyone, everyone gets ejected. Yes. And that's really fun. Um, yeah, and Taya is so intense in this match. She's so good in this match. Yeah, I really feel like this was Taya trying her best to make sure Deanna looks like a million fucking dollars. Yeah. Um, cause I, like, I feel like Tyra knew this was going to be her, probably, if not her last match, one, one of her last matches in Impact. Uh-huh. So, I think it was her goal to make sure that, that Deanna just looked like a fucking star. And she did um, that, she did that. I was yeah. genuinely concerned about Taya several times throughout this match. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know what it did? It went even to an even, an even more extreme length as far as making Deanna look like a star. It, like, it 
gave you a layout, like a blueprint of Diana Perazu mm-hmm. and the what yeah. you need from the foundation up in order to know everything about her as far as her moves go and her mindset and everything in order mm-hmm. to prove that she is the powerhouse of Impact and that she's yeah. unstoppable. That's yeah. that's what they did with this. Yeah, I like I I love and like you know she works on uh, on Taya's arm and and on Taya's uh, knee. And I love, oh my god, I love when she did that, that crab. Yeah. Where she had Tyre's arm, when she had Tyre's arm and leg at the same time being twisted. That was horrible. And I was like, Tyre Valkyrie is actually really flexible, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but that looks painful. There was a moment where I was like, if it was just my leg, I'd be like, that'd be a really great stretch. I need that right now. And I was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> that injured arm is in there too. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, well, hey, you know, if you ever become a wrestler, just go in a match with Deanna Prazu and you'll get that uh, that chiropractor treatment. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I need. Deanna hit me up. Yes. So, uh, and I love that when Taya made a comeback because her leg was so injured, she couldn't do Road to Valhalla. Yeah. Which I, I love that. I love that. Um, and then there was some crazy... Ben- so when Taya, at one point... Um, and Taya's selling her leg the whole time, too. Like, she was She's legit selling in- both the whole time. I mean, like, yeah. it was like, I'm like, is she actually injured? This is like, this is like some Kaylee Ray, Piper Niffin shit. When, when yeah. Kaylee Ray was just like, holy fuck my knee and Piper, it made Piper be like, oh, no, okay, I need to stop. Like, that was this. Yeah. She sold it that yeah. well. Yeah. And I also think Taya was probably also realizing that probably, you know, uh, Triple H, if she's going to NXT or Vince is watching, if she's going to the uh, the main roster and that she wants to show because it was also a showcase for her, too, because it was showing, you know, definitely like this was a this was a great match. I really loved it. Um, you know, um, she starts uh, she does a modified STF to Deanna. Yes. And I never realized that Deanna wrestles with long nails. I never realized that. He, there was like a close-up on her fucking nails, too. Yeah. And the commentators yeah. even mentioned it. Yeah, I was like, long nails in wrestling is not great for you or the other person. Yeah, I was like, I love Deanna, but I feel like that's a mistake. I feel like that's I feel just like, a hazard. Like, that's not, that's yeah. like a safety violation. <laughs> I feel like Deanna might regret having long nails one day. <laughs> um, yeah. So Diana um gets the Fujibara arm bar on. Um Taya gets out, but then she ends up going into Venus de Milo, which uh Matt Stryker and uh D'Lo Brown did not know what it was called. No, they didn't. And uh Taya gives up and Diana um Diana retains her title. I love and, uh, when she walked away, she kicked oh, yeah. she kicked her legs like she was kicking the dirt when a dog pees. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I was like, holy yeah. shit literally mm-hmm. shit. i thought that was yeah like it was it was it was a very very good match i was very happy with it it was like you know if the first two matches like that's the thing the second match was still a good match yeah it was but oh my god the commentary commentary just killed it yeah you know um but you know uh i i just thought that this was this was a great goodbye for taya valkyrie um mm-hmm. You know, so I'm looking forward to wherever she goes. I assume it'll be WWE with her husband. I hope so. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, she could always go back to Mexico because she wrestled in Mexico for like years and years. But right. I would really like to see her um, where she I, I want Taya Valkyrie to get like the biggest audience she can. Mm-hmm. 
And the only two places she can get a big audience would be WWE and, and AEW. And we know if she goes to AEW, she'll be in the back fucking, you know, eating catering every week while while Brandy Rhodes gets talked about, even though fucking Poochie isn't on the fucking air yeah, for a like, year. Yeah, like, who's Brandy? Her name yeah, is Poochie. you know. Yes, exactly. So I really hope that she ends up going to WWE. Um, I mean, come on. Could, oh, my God. Could you imagine Taya Valkyrie in NXT? She'd be great. Yeah. Like, just uh, Taya Valkyrie versus Io Shirai, Taya Valkyrie versus Shotzi. It's like, going to be so weird for me, like, being relatively new to this, to, like, see that that, that type of thing happen. Like, people be brought yeah. up. I mean, it already happened with, like, Billy Kay and Raw and stuff like that. But people coming from, like, different federations. Well, keep in mind, when I first saw Chelsea Green and Shotzi, of all people, it was an impact. Mm-hmm. Both of them came from impact, actually. That's so you know, crazy. So- so it's it's kind of like, you know, um, it, it, but yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from, because I remember when I was a kid and I used to watch like the NWA and WWF and like one wrestler would like leave and you'd see him in like the WWF or, or vice versa. And it would always be kind of interesting to see this like person in all these, you know, like all these matches you've never seen before. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. So. So, you know, if anything, I would love to see the Royal Rumbles coming up in two weeks. Um, I would love to see Taya show up in that. That'd be awesome. Because that would be great, because then that's Taya in there with, like, 29 other wrestlers who she has very little experience with. Yeah. And you just kind of see her, all these potential dream matches happening. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I really want to see that uh, happen with Taya. Me so too. uh so, Chelsea, what would you say was your match of the week? Probably this. Probably um, seeing Deanna and Taya. It was, I was in it the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. I was genuinely concerned about Taya Valkyrie the whole time. <laughs> um, so I'd probably give my wrestler of the week to Taya Valkyrie, too, because of how well mm-hmm. she sold all of this. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Taya Valkyrie, but I'm going to go with my match of the week is going to be Shotzi versus Candice. Right. Um, cause I love that match, but yeah, Taya just was a star. Yeah. Um, in fact, if anything, I'll, I'll give it to two people. I'm going to make it a tie and it'll be Taya and Deanna. Cause they just, honestly, the only reason this didn't win match of the week for me is because you have to factor in everything. Mm-hmm. And the commentary was abysmal. Right. The commentary I thought took away from the match. Yeah. If this, if this match had had great commentary, this would have been like, I would have been like, wow, this is the best match I've seen in 2021 so far. Right. Even though 2021 is only two weeks, but it's still, you know. I get it. It was a, it was a great match not served well by the commentary. Yes. Like, I'm, I'm going to start watching Impact with the sound off. I don't blame you. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see how that works, because I, I feel like I will enjoy the matches more if I'm listening to music while watching them. I kind of like that. Of, I kind of like that idea. Instead of, yeah, instead of Deanna, uh, instead of Di- Deanna, D'Lo and Matt. Um, who I feel are somehow worse than Josh and It could be Madison, like a fun new like segment of our podcast being like, and now we bring you impact and then we just play music like some <laughs> like we both decide what we're going to listen to instead of the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> it could be really fun. <laughs> you know. So anyway, um, yeah, so we want to thank you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find Chelsea at... Uh, it's Chelsea.listage on Instagram. You can find me at Charles.D.Lincoln on Instagram. And you can find us both 
together at Seal Squared Productions on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's right. And next week, we will start our little uh, kind of Patreon-esque thing where you can make contributions and we will start. Uh, we'll, you can make suggestions to us uh, if you are a contributor. Mm -hmm. And we will review uh, classic women's matches or not-so-classic women's matches. If, you, if by any chance you are a sadist and you're like, oh, I want to see you guys talk about Shelly Martinez versus, um, versus Rebel. Um, if you're paying us, yeah, we'll watch that match. Um, but otherwise, you know, but we, we certainly hope that it's stuff, um, you know, some classic matches, some great women's matches of the past. Um, you know, I would love Chelsea to get a chance to see people like Luna Vachon or Bull Nakano or, um, you know, um, Medusa slash Alundra Blaze. Me or, too, um, but I'm not going to do yeah. it unless you contribute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a very exactly. busy we'll woman. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to do we'll we'll do the drug dealer thing and we'll we'll do one for free and that's going to be Emma versus Paige. Yes. Um from the very first NXT takeover to crown the very first women's champion. But um from the, but you know, we'll we'll give you an idea of that and then you can uh go from there. So, uh thank you all guys for listening. Thank you for being here today. Yes, yes. Yes, and uh, Yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and uh, so uh, our inspirational uh, uh, words for the week are Chelsea. What are inspirational words for the week? Um, I I hate to say, it, but into the woods, get out of the woods. <laughs> it's literally been stuck in my head all day. <laughs> Well, you know, it's, uh, we have to go where, where it's lurking on the journey. No, be right, be ready for the journey, everyone. Yes. Oh, and uh, speaking of Into the Woods, if you want to check out our uh, podcast where we will, our cinematic autopsy podcast, where this Thursday we'll be covering Into the Woods, uh, you can listen to uh, anchor.fm slash CL squared productions. Yes. All right, people. This has been Charles D. Lincoln. I'm Chelsea Lesage. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs>